Houston brought us. Thank you for how you've kept us. Thank you. And how you have provided for us. Thank you for many dangers, for many toils and many snares. I have already come. It was your grace that has brought us safe thus far. God, we just thank you for this evening. We thank you for this time to be back at this place, this sacred place. Thank you, Father, because of all that you've done. And Father, we thank you because we stand here, Lord, at the place of our beginnings. Ask, Father, that I would touch each one and see if anyone here tonight who feels sick and who's tired and body is just in a state of pain, I pray in the name of Jesus that you would touch, solve problems, Lord, bring solutions in the name of Jesus. Where there's darkness, bring light in the name of Jesus. Now, Lord, we ask that I would bless your word. I pray, Father, in the name of Jesus, we speak to someone's heart here tonight. That through these words, Holy Spirit, you may speak to that problem, speak to that situation. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Praise God. So happy to be here tonight and thank God for how he has blessed us and how he has Amen. brought us back here again. Amen. So much has transpired since the last time I stood here. Uh, my soul looks back and wonder how I got over. The Lord had to take me through some stuff that I have never been through before since the last time I was here. But I'm a witness that God is able, that he is a healer, he is a keeper in this time. I, I was sitting here and I, you know, when you, when you come bring somebody like me back home, you know, you have sort of mixed emotions and I was sitting here looking over in the corner and that was my little corner over there, my little prayer corner. It's where I found the Lord Jesus Christ as my personal savior on a uh, shut-in. Bishop Barnes was preaching. Uh, pastor said, I'm old, but he had to be old to be watching me. I was just a youngster. Even though he was my YPHA teacher, I know many of you don't even know what that means anymore. He was my YPHA teacher, and when I was young, I said, I want to be like him when I grow up. And I was just a little youngster then, so you can imagine, but it was he and our late pastor, Phil, that really were my teachers and mentors as I grew up. Uh, they were the ones who taught me and trained me and uh, gave me my ABCs. Uh, so the place has such a heritage. Uh, if walls could talk, if these walls could talk, uh, I don't know. They say we are known as we are we 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 are known, and and sometimes we don't. I can't put no kind of thing because the scripture doesn't say so. But I have to believe somewhere in glory. 
those saints are looking down or, and looking at us here, Mother Randall and all the rest of them, and, uh, those saints. I'm so glad to be here tonight. I got uh, a word from someone coming in the door, and I'm not even going to look up at them uh, to be short, so I won't even look at them. And if they laugh too hard, they'll give their own self away. So just keep a straight face, because I won't look at you. But, <laughs> but to keep it short and to give what the Lord has given me. I know you've had great preaching here already this week, and 79 years is a long time. A long time. Uh, God has blessed you and kept you. And um, I was looking at the uh, theme for the anniversary Vision for the future. And uh, when our sister Hill gave me the theme, uh, I right off the bat had a little mixed emotions about it. I had been dealing with this whole thing in terms of vision and, and one way or another and, and talking about it and preaching about it. And, and oftentimes you try to get away from uh, what God is giving you to preach. And... Uh, Last Sunday afternoon taught me never to do that again. To do what God is telling you to do. Amen. And when three souls accepted Christ, two joined the church, and a minister came back and renewed their vows, I knew that the Lord had told me, don't ever change your sermon. Preach just when I'm preaching. Amen. And so I'm going to give what God has given to me this evening. So glad to be here with my pastor. And uh, I have gone and uh, served under other pastors since leaving Mount Pisgah, but this is my church and my pastor. And uh, also, he is my friend. Uh, I'm so thankful for the friendship that Pastor Hayes and I have. It's been a friendship that we've had all our lives, and I praise God for that friendship. He's an encourager, you know. He's almost like digging my side when I was over here hitting 15 wrong notes and one right. And he would come over after service and say, boy, you really played. So you really put, you really tore it up tonight. And I, and I knew, and I knew my face, I, I didn't, I had hit all the wrong keys. But he, he'd make his business and come over here and get to me before I left that piano to tell me that how I had played that night. So happy to have uh, my neighbor, Mr. Uh, Hamilton, with me tonight. God bless you. Um, God bless you, Mr. Hamilton. He's worked, he's worked hard all day, and I asked him today to come with me, and here he is. And our sister Deb, so glad to have you. God bless you. And I'm not going to say uh, Sister White, because she's my mother. She just, she's, she took the place from Mother Randall, and so that, I claim her as my mother. She's my spiritual mom, and I, I look at her as such. Amen. Not going to belabor the time, and we're going to get into the message, and I'm going to ask you to turn to your theme for the anniversary. It's found in Proverbs, the 29th chapter, and the 18th verse. And um, I'm going to ask you to look at there. And then while you're looking there, I'm going to ask you for our companion scripture one that I've grown to love is one of the favorite scriptures of someone who, at our worship, 
Habakkuk, the second chapter, the second to the first. I'm going to, I'm going to back up from that, the first to the third verse. That's our theme, Proverbs 29, 18. And then I'm going to ask you to turn to Habakkuk 2, 1 to 3. We've read our theme, and so it won't hurt to read it again. I saw an announcement when they sent it to me. They said A and B, and I didn't know whether that meant to leave the second half of that verse alone or what. Uh, but I'm going to read the entire verse, and then we're going to turn to Rebecca 2, 2 to 3. You have it? Say amen. Amen. Let us read. Where there is no vision, the people perish. But he that keepeth the law, happy is he. And then we're going to flip over very quickly to Habakkuk. And, I'm, and please forgive me, I said the uh, second chapter, right? Second chapter, the first to the third verse. You have it, say amen. Amen. I will stand upon my watch. And set me upon the tower, and will watch to see what he will say unto me, and what I shall answer when I am reproved. And the Lord answered me and said, Write the vision. Hallelujah. And make it plain upon tables, that he may run that readeth it. For the vision is yet for an appointed time, but at the end it shall speak and not lie. Though it tarry, wait for it, because it will surely come. It will not tarry. A vision for the future. Can you repeat after me the power of one? Say it again. The power of one. I found myself over the last few weeks talking and speaking again and again about this thing, this vision thing. This thing called vision. Over the last few months, God has led me into this whole thing about uh, the essentialness of having a vision in God's plan to bring into pass what God has in store for our lives. Got to have a vision. Just a couple of things I feel I must say right here about vision for my learning and from my observance. Vision can't be brought. You can't buy a vision. I, I tell you, you can't, no matter how much money you have, you can't buy vision. Vision can't be learned, even in the best schools. It can't teach you vision. You can buy an ideas, you can buy people and idea people, but you cannot buy a vision. True vision can't be stolen. You hear people say, somebody stole my idea. That's all they stole. They didn't steal your vision. True vision can be hindered, but not stopped. Amen. Even by vision killers. And I'm, I'm, I'm taking that from 
somebody over my left shoulder here. God gives true vision to bring his will and purpose into play. And he gives vision to the righteous as well as the unrighteous. If you don't think he does, look at what he did in the old chapter. God uses the unrighteous sometimes to bring about his righteous will. Hallelujah. Vision for the future. Vision has the ability to possess one. And it has the ability to relentlessly carry and set you in a direction. Hallelujah. And to bring to pass new things that were never seen before. You always know when you see something new. You always knew when you're embarking on something new and something you haven't seen before. Hallelujah. Vision sets in motion an unbelievable occurrence and change of course of history. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It reorders the lives of millions and brings prophecies to pass. One God-given vision is greater than all any force in the world. Hallelujah. A vision for the future. Thank God for vision. It's a gift not to be confused with an idea. Now let me explain it. It's a gift not to be confused with an idea. There's nothing wrong with ideas, but ideas can't lead you where God wants you to go. God sends vision in times of oppression. He sends vision in times when direction is uncertain. When there's uncertainty abiding, God sends vision. He sends an answer of vision in times of national calamity. For without a vision, what? The people what? Hallelujah. To each condition, each situation, God sends an answer. God raises up a man or a woman. God gives force of vision. Hallelujah. Women have visions too. All you women that didn't think you have visions, you have visions too. God gives force of vision. One note will look in a companion scripture. In our companion scripture, God gives a vision, not multiple visions. In our companion scripture, God gave a vision. He didn't give multiple visions. Uh, visions. Amen. One problem in our church today in the 21st century is that uh, we have so many people sitting in the pew with a lot of thoughts and a lot of ideas unwilling to follow the vision God has sent in their midst. God sends the vision to a leader. He doesn't send the le- a vision to all the people to tell the leader. Hallelujah. A vision for the future. Let me say a few things about the one whom God has given the vision. He or she must be the first partakers. Now I want you to understand what that means. That means that he or she must be the first partakers. It's going to cost you something. I think that's the reason why some people don't say speak Lord. Because they know it's going to cost them something. Hallelujah. 
For it's a position of sacrifice and self-denial. It may cost you some vacation time when God gives you a vision while others are away baking in the sun. Hallelujah. It may cost you some financial things when God blesses you. Hallelujah. When God sends things your way, you have to understand that it's not all for you. But it must be shared equally for the vision. And God must be able to trust you. That's why God can't use everybody. Because God gave you some things, if he gave you $10, he's got to be able to trust you just as much as $100,000. God's got to trust you that you will give back equally to the gospel of Jesus Christ. It's easier for some people to write out a check for $5,000 for some things of luxury than it is to give $100 to God and his work. Oh, come on now. Oh, come on now. How many times do people feel the Lord told me, and I just feel like I'm going to write a check out for $2,000 and give it to the work? And so many people are planning right now to spend hundreds and thousands of dollars for the holidays, either in the house or in themselves. Oh, hallelujah. I'm saying something I shouldn't say here. Visionaries must be risk takers. Got to be like Abraham. You got to be like Abraham. You've got to take a move without knowing all the next steps. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In our companion text, Habakkuk in chapter 1, 1 is recorded in saying, Oh Lord, how long shall I cry and you will not hear me? How long? I've been down here a long time. I've been down here for 10 years, 15 years. How long, Lord? How long? How long? When things, when will things get better? Hallelujah. When will my change come? When will my circumstances take an upward turn? How long, Lord? How long? You know, God does that sometimes. When we pray, he doesn't give us the answer that we're looking for. How many times have you prayed here for one thing and God sent you another? Hallelujah. Philippians 4 said, be anxious for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication, by thanksgiving. You've got to give God the praise when things are not good and when things are bad. When they're bad and when they're not good, and you've got to give him the praise. Let your requests be known unto the Lord. And let him know your feelings also. Sometimes we think we can't tell God how we feel. Feel it's a sin to tell God, look, I feel depressed. I'm down. Tell him how you feel. Rebecca said, I will stand my watch and set me upon the tower. And will watch and to see what he said unto me. And what I shall answer me when I am reproved. Dig in for the long haul. That's part of the problem. We don't stand long enough. A vision for the future. A vision for the future. The power of one. Just one man decided he was going to stand where God put him. 
It only takes one to decide I'm going to stand right here until he makes it clear. I love that song by Sister Antrim. Until his will is made plain to me. It's cloudy now and I don't see where I'm going. But I know that he promised to never leave me nor forsake me. And that they that wait upon the Lord, he shall renew their strength. That they shall mount up. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. One day you're going to mount up. I came for one purpose here tonight. I came for one purpose here tonight. To tell you, Mount Pesca, don't doubt God. Even in these tough times, the Lord will speak. The Lord will give an answer. The Lord will send help. Told the backer, write the vision and make it plain on tablets that he may run who reads it. Map it out. Sometimes you got to map it out. I do things, and I'm going to tell you a little secret about me, what I do. If you saw my notes, it would blow your mind. I have things that I wrote. 10 years ago. And I write them on lists of paper like this. I may have a book. I may have 50 things on the page. And as I go through the years, you will astound you that some of the things that are happening today, I envision them that God gave me 8 to 10 years ago. I write it down. I go back to my list and I look at my list. It's amazing what God has done. Write it down, no matter how futile it may seem, based on momentary situations and present environment and complexities. Write it down. No matter how radical it seems, map it out, put it down as if it's going to be. Act like a winner. Hallelujah. Don't wait till things get better. Write it down. Hallelujah. Whatever the dream God has birthed in your spirit, put it down just like God gave it to you. However God gave it to you, no matter how impossible it seems, write it down as God gave it to you. For one day, God's command will, many will run on that plan God has given you. Stop waiting for everybody to get your vision. God didn't give it to everybody. He gave the vision to you. Stop waiting for confirmation from the person next to you. God gave you the vision. Hallelujah. Plan like you got the money already. Plan like the people are there already. Plan like the stuff is done already. Write it down. Hallelujah. For the vision is yet for an appointed time. It's hard when you've done all you can do. Nothing happens. You've prayed and you've fasted and you've cried and you've sacrificed till there's nothing left to give. You've cried and you've struggled. Nothing turns out like it was in your vision. What he has decreed shall be fulfilled. I know you may ask how long, and the answer comes back, not long. It may not come when you want it, they say, but when 
It's God's time. God has never missed an appointment. He has never missed an appointed time. It doesn't matter how it looks. When he answers, it'll be in God's time. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In the meantime, God is pruning you. Getting all that dead stuff off you. He's reproving you. He's getting you ready. He's refining you. He's honing you. He's preparing you. And he'll show up at the appointed time. At the right time. Hallelujah. That's why you've got to keep on trusting. That's why you've got to keep on praising. That's why you've got to keep, Jesse Jackson says, keep hope alive. But at the end, it will speak. If you trust and don't doubt, he will surely bring you out. The Lord will make a way. He arrives at an unexpected time. He speaks in unusual ways. People wondering how you're being so blessed. After it's all said and done, it shall speak. Your answer is on the way. I know it doesn't seem like it, but your answer is on the way. Just a few more days. Just a few more blows. It shall speak. And not lie. In the end, God will confirm you. Those around you sometimes are scoffing at you. Scoffing at your vision. Scoffing at what God has birthed inside of you. Some laugh behind your back. Some call you foolish. Hallelujah. Others call you crazy. Oh, come on, you know it's right. It's too big, they say. It's going to cost too much. How are we going to ever do it? He's just a dreamer. You know those folks I'm talking about. Those people that have a teaspoon of faith and a heart with no vision. You know them, the vision killers. Can't see it unless it's there. It shall speak and will not lie. A vision for the future. It shall speak. It will not lie. Just what you said, God's going to bring it to pass. Just the way you wrote it down, God's going to bring it to pass. Hallelujah. That's why you got to speak it when people don't want to hear it. That's why you got to speak it when people want you to sit down. That's why you got to speak it when nobody wants you to stand up. When folks say, here he go again. Here she goes again. Speak what God gave you. Speak what God gave you. Speak what God gave you. It shall speak. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. May not come the way you expect it. May have some egg on your face. May have to go through some things. You may not look so pretty coming through. Sometimes we want to come through victorious. And sometimes God don't bring us that way. Sometimes he brings us down on our knees. And when we're down at our lowest, with our face all messed up, deliverance will come. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. You may have some bruises. It shall speak. You may lose some friends, but it shall speak. What God has put in you, it will speak. Though it tarries, the pastor says, wait for it. Though it tarries, wait for it. Your timetable may not be the person's timetable next to you. Wait for it. Some people, it may take one year and five years. It may take you 10 years and 12 years. Wait for it. Wait for it. Because it shall surely come. It will not tarry. God is not slack in his promises. For all the promises of God are nay and yea. What has God promised you? What has God promised you? What has God promised you? Is there anything here that God has promised somebody? Has God promised anybody anything here? What has God promised you? Has God made a promise to you that you haven't spoken? What has God promised you? It shall surely come. There's power in one. Rebecca was just one. That said, I'll stand here. There's power in one. But I want to know tonight as I take my seat. Do I have any Abrahams in this building? Will you stand up? Why? Do I have any Abrahams in this building? That will move even though you don't see it. Hallelujah. Are there any Moseses in the house? Are there any Moses in the house? We need some seeds parted. Are there any Moses in the house? Will you stand on your feet? Are there any Joshua's in the house? There's some walls that need to be torn down. Are there any Joshua's in the house that believe God is able? Are there any Esther's in the house? Hallelujah. There's some intervention that must be done. Are there any Nehemiahs in the house? Somebody's got to build the walls. Do we have any Nehemiahs in the house? Will you stand on your feet? That will build the walls. Are there any Pauls in the house? Hallelujah. That will deliver the news in some dangerous places. The power of one. The power of one. A vision for the future. You can take it. You can make it. You can make it. Trust God. The power of one. If you step out, if you stand up, God will make you a victim. Hallelujah. The power of one. The power of one. The power of one. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, we just thank you for your word. We thank you for your word. We thank you for your word. For in your word is power. Father, in the word is power. In this house, there are people who you've called according to your name and according to your purpose. In this house, there are people that you've given visions to save souls to win the loss. In this house, there are those that you have called to lay hands in the sick. In this house, there are those, oh God, that you have called to go out into the byways and to the highways. In this house, 
There are those you've called to be financial blessing to the world. In this house, there's some prayer warriors in this house that you have called for a life of prayer. In this house, there are those you've called to be deliverance to the sick and afflicted, those who are down. I pray, Father. I pray, Father. I pray, Father, that they will shake off the cobwebs, shake off the complacency. Remember when you first called them. Remember when you first touched them. In the name of Jesus, let your spirit fall tonight. Renew that call tonight. Renew that call tonight. Put that drive down in their spirit. Put that burning down in their heart. In the name of Jesus. The power of one. It only takes one. It only takes one. It only takes one. One who is committed. And one who gives his life to Jesus Christ. God bless you. God bless you.